Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today and the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary goal at Thrive is to help you identify the authority of God's word and its relevance in your success at work. I want to remind you that we are on YouTube, so don't forget to go over there and check us out there as well. Well, today we're speaking with Carrie Clarenceau. Carrie is a speaker. She is a mentor, a leader, and a published author. She is committed to helping women draw near to the heart of God. And not only has she written a number of devotionals, but today we're going to be talking about one of her books. Welcome to the podcast, Carrie. Well, thanks for inviting me to join you today, Natalie. Well, I'm really excited. You have a book that's coming out really soon. I would love to just kick off by telling the ladies a little bit about the book and why you decided to write it. Well, you know, the book is entitled Engaging with God. And it's eight life-changing principles to help you experience all that God has for you. And today we'll actually talk through some of those principles as we're sharing today through the podcast. I'm really excited about this book. I so want women to learn and to go deeper in their engagement with God and experience all that He has for them. That's awesome. I know this is going to be a treat. Well, today we are talking about the article that you wrote in one of the editions of our magazine, and you talked a lot about peace, right? Anchoring in peace in God's presence, which was so beautiful. And um, if ever we've needed that anchor, it's with everything that's going on right now in our world. I would love to know a little bit about how do you anchor in the presence of God, given everything that's going on right now in the world? Well, you know, Natalie, I am a morning person. And many years ago, someone challenged me to order my day in a way that I could be most aware of God's presence throughout the day. And I just thought that was such a beautiful challenge. And since I am a morning person, I have dedicated my mornings first thing in the morning to the Lord. It's just so important for me to spend quality time with Him when my brain is really fresh. You know, my brain kind of wanes as the day goes on. And so I want to give God the best part of my attention and my thoughts. And so I am committed to spending time in His presence every day. And there's so much that goes into that. It's not just simply reading and praying and that type of thing, but it's engaging God's Word as His side of a conversation. You know, really getting into the Word and allowing Him to speak to me through His Word. You know, His Word is alive and active. And then, you know, I take time to really respond to what I hear Him saying, not just reading for head knowledge, but what is He wanting to speak to me? How is He wanting to adjust me? How is He wanting to challenge me, inspire me, encourage me, comfort me? How is He wanting to do all those things? And I find that if I can put all distractions away, including my phone, I don't take my phone. It's in another room. <laughs> I don't open a computer. You know, those ads in Bible Gateway, they get me every time. So yeah. I, you know, I can't um, take anything except for His Word and a, a pen and a journal and just really pull away with Him every single day. And then I also take other extended times with him every other month or so, several hours that I'll just dedicate to just pulling away and getting alone with God. It's just so important. It's so good for my soul to pull away from everything. Yeah, I would love to, that's so good. And I'd love to address maybe the elephant that's in the room for a lot of women um, with the pace that they run at and children and you know, their school and their work and just go down the list of a hundred things that are going on. And I'm sure that you're not just sitting around <laughs> twiddling <laughs> your thumbs. So I'm sure you're, you know, you've got a schedule too. 
How would you speak into the life of some women that just feel like, I, this sounds amazing, but I don't know how to pull away from the crazy that is life? You know what? I would challenge them to ask the Lord to help them, give them creativity. You know, God wants to meet with us. And so, you know, when we pray, God, help me to to see how I can order my day in a way that I can meet with you. Do you know, in every season of life for myself, it's been different. It's looked different depending on what the other responsibilities in my life demanded. You know, when we have to get up at some point from the quiet time and engage in our world. And so when, when is your brain you know, alert. When do when could you pull away? Um, is it during nap time or is it early in the morning before anything happens? Is it late at night before you go to bed? Is it when is it? And you know, God is so creative and none of us are the same. So, you know, He wants to help us and guide us. And you know, it's it's a fluid thing because it might change tomorrow for for me or for you, you know, when that time is that we meet with him. But I think that we need to prioritize it. You know, Natalie, we, we carve out time for the things that are most important to us. Yeah. And so we need to be tenacious about that. I think that we need to be really committed to finding that time to be with him. Um, It's so good for us. Well, you know, I want to turn our attention to what's going on around the world. This will be released, you know, pretty close to to what's going on right now. We're talking very beginning of March and Ukraine and Russia are currently engaged in a in a world in a war and it's shocking and horrible and it's awful to watch what's going on. That has definitely I think taken a toll on a lot of people as we watch the scene unfold overseas and we just feel so helpless. I mean, we know that we can pray. We know we can come together and pray. We know there's power when we pray as believers, but I would love for you to just speak into just the season we're in with, with wars, rumors of wars, all this stuff going on. And it's, it's, it's even harder now more than ever to really anchor in peace. You're right. You know, Natalie, there's so many things that can cause turmoil. I mean, we're just coming, you know, I don't know if we're toward the end of the pandemic or where we are in the pandemic. There's so many things, economic, struggles. I mean, there's just so many things that can really discourage us. And this morning, as I was preparing for our time together, I was thinking about Psalm 73. And Psalm 73 is a Psalm of Asaph. And he is talking about the struggle that he has when he sees that the prosperity of the wicked. And so, you know, it's really evil is what he's he's struggling with and what is bringing him down and embittering his soul. And in about halfway through the psalm, he says, until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord, and then I discerned their end. It's very interesting because the psalm starts when he's just in turmoil and he's so anxious and he's looking at things around him and it's causing him to be turned and stirred up. And then he goes into the presence of God. And that's such a beautiful turn. And he says, you know, my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. And then he ends the psalm by saying, but for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge. And, you know, I think that this is a beautiful psalm for us right now because there is so much going on. There's so many things that can cause us to, you know, have fear or anger even. I mean, it's just so evil what's happening. And so until we get into his presence, we're going to be stirred up. And, you know, when Asaph says it's good for me to be near God. It's the same for us. You know, the nearer we are to him, the more peace we're going to experience because he keeps us kind of in this shelter of his arm. He 
He shadows us. He, he, his eye is on us and we can feel his presence and his love and his peace and his comfort in a way that we can only experience when we turn aside. And, you know, one of the things that one of the practices that I share in the book is turning. It's one of the first, it's the first chapter actually, because, you know, I think that we have to turn away from everything that's going on in the world and look full in his face and, and dig deep in his word. You know, Jesus even told us, he said, when you pray, go into your room and shut your door and your father who is in secret will reward you. And I I know that Jesus was warning them about praying to be seen, but he was also sharing a principle about that we need to turn aside from others, from distractions, from responsibilities, from everything, and seek the face of God. And it's in those precious moments that we, it says, your father who is in secret will reward you. Oh, Natalie, the rewards are something, it's peace. (laughs) It's joy. It is contentment. It is wisdom. It is insight. It's all of the things that we long for and that we need right now, but we're only going to find them when we go into the sanctuary of the Lord, when we take time to pull away and to be alone with him. That's so good. You know, I just hear a couple of themes coming out of everything you're saying here. I mean, one, one thing I just heard you saying loud and clear is that when you go into your time of prayer, you're not just reading the word, you're also letting the word read you. Like you're, you're allowing it to challenge you, to call you up, to maybe heal you, to pull you out of some places where maybe we're not even called to live and to move forward. But I also hear in your relationship that there's this depth there where you know that that time is not wasted time. And I think that's really important for people who may be newer on their walk or have never gotten into this groove, right, of being able to, to, to have that carved out time. A lot of times they don't realize there's a there's an immense benefit spent when you spend time there. And I'd love us to just go into those benefits a little bit more. Well, you know, I think that it is it's possibly the most important thing we do. You know, I think that we might may see uh, fulfilling our responsibilities, engaging with our families, all of the different things that we do throughout the day. Can I tell you that they'll all be impacted by the quality of time we spend with God? Do you know our work? our work is more fulfilling. We actually have more insights. We have more direction from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit. When we're engaged with Him and we spend time with Him, He helps us with all of those things. You know, in Nehemiah, we see that Nehemiah, he hears about the walls being broken down in Jerusalem and he's concerned and he begins praying. And you get this sense that he's doing that alone, that he's really, you know, he's weeping and he's, you know, crying out to God. And then he gets into the presence of the king the king asked him something. And it says in Nehemiah, the very first chapter, it says, then I prayed to the Lord. And so what we see Nehemiah doing is he he has that time of intensely praying, getting in God's presence, weeping, working through all of those things. Then he gets up and engages his responsibility. But in the midst of the responsibility, he's praying. And so, and you know, and I don't think that we can we can have that connection with God as we're engaging with our work, engaging with our friends and our family, as we're fulfilling our responsibilities. But when we've had that time alone with him, then we get into our responsibilities, then our heart easily turns to him and we're we're given his wisdom like moment by moment, step by step. Where we have his peace as we encounter, you know, a conflict at work or, you know, all of those things. We have what we need because we've engaged with him and we're connected to him in a way that only comes when we've had that time alone with him. We can't expect to to have that 
I mean, occasionally it will happen where we'll, we'll get insights from him without having spent time with him, but that's very rare. I think that as we're connected to him and pull away, then we can stay connected through little prayers throughout the day in a way that we can never experience. Many years ago, someone gave me a book entitled The Practice of the Presence of God. It's a little book by Brother Lawrence. I don't know if you're familiar with that book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, you know, lived in the 1600s and his goal was to be aware of God's presence no matter what he was doing. And, you know, what a beautiful, beautiful challenge to us. You know, we, we all have responsibilities. We all have things that we have to do. We have families and jobs and, you know, engagements with our neighbors and all types of things. But only when we pull away and allow him to speak to us, can we then engage all of those responsibilities in a really productive way, in a really life-giving way. There's so much difference. And I've noticed in my own life, Natalie, when I neglect my time with God, it gets ugly. I mean, my attitude is (laughs) rotten. You know, I, I'm easily distracted. I'm, I, it's just, I see the difference and through the years, I've learned the value of making that investment. It is an investment and it is a decision, but that investment pays, you know, he says he's, he rewards those who diligently seek him and those rewards are precious. Wow. What would you say to somebody that really, maybe they've tried this alone time, this prayer time, but they just haven't felt traction. Like I can think over the years of of women that have been either in my small group or things like that. And I've just said, you know, it's just so hard to engage. It's so hard to stay focused. What would you say, you know, not everyone's the same. And I think we know that. And so I think it's so important that people realize there's not just one way to engage God. There's not just one way to feel that connection and not that everything's about feelings, but I would love to just know over the years, what are some of the ways that you've found most effective to feel like you're connected to God and just engaging in that quiet time in a way where, where you leave it being like, man, that was so, so good. Yeah. You know, there are definitely going to be seasons of life where you don't feel God's presence as much as you do in other seasons. And that is a reality. And, and it takes that tenacious, I'm going to hang in there and continue doing this until (laughs) I once again, feel his presence. But I think that his word is so key. You know, Natalie, I just, and I, I love your heart for helping women understand and apply God's word because that his word is life and we can't have connection with him without being in his word. And, you know, some, some of us are not readers, you know, but the Bible app, you can hear it read, you know, we can, you know, jog and put in our, you know, our AirPods and listen to the word. You know, there are so many different ways to engage with God, but it all has to center on his word. I just, I feel like that if we, if we neglect his word, we're neglecting him Mm. because he makes himself known to us through his word. And so his word is key. However, we can engage the word. And, you know, some people like to read massive amounts, others, smaller amounts, Um, even just taking a passage and writing it down and putting it you know, where you're working so you can read it throughout the day. There are so many ways to stay connected to the word and allow the word to speak to us. And we have to find what those are for us as individuals and be committed to that, be committed to engaging the word of God. 
That's beautiful. You know, as you were talking and and helping women just understand the different ways that they can engage with God, I think that's so important to understand. It's not a one size fits all way to engage God. And, And so sometimes we can look at Sally and, you know, she journals and she's got the best handwriting and she has colored pens and that's how she engages God. And she gets so much out of that time. And that I'm not a journal lawyer, so I'm not going to, you know, get that same result. And it's because you're, you're wired differently. You're not expected to do it the way someone else does it. But I just love providing people different examples so that they can figure out what's the way that works for me, not the way that what works for someone else. And so I just, I loved those examples you provided to help us a little bit. I would love to talk a little bit about just maybe your own personal prayer time, you know, as another form of an example, like walk us through that a little bit, because there's, there's something you're tapping into that you said earlier. And my coach would say it this way. It's the difference between peace over performance, right? When we operate and when we lead from a place of peace, we lead differently. We show up differently, but when we operate from a place of performance, there's fear, there's control, there's manipulation. There's all these things that come out of us when we're just trying to perform versus being able to step back and operate from a place of peace. So I think it would be helpful for women just to hear what does that look like in your own personal life as you as you navigate this. Natalie, I really want everything in my life to flow from the place where I meet with God. Do you know I I want so much to allow everything to come from that place. And I want to take everything into that place. I've learned that I need to process my disappointments in his presence. I need to process my fears, my anxieties. I need to process the challenges that I have, you know, with temptations, whatever it is. I need to be completely gut level honest with God in my prayer time. And I need to allow him to adjust me. Prayer isn't just me making requests to him. And that's, you know, that is so, so, so important. Prayer is, prayer is really two-way communication. It's him speaking to us and us responding to what he has to say. And he speaks to us through his word. And so, you know, I see his word as God's side of the conversation. I think I saw that, I said that earlier, but, you know, prayer is engaging with God in a way that's real and authentic and ever deepening. And, you know, his word is also ever unfolding. Do you know, it's, it's so interesting how, you know, I've been reading the Bible for many years, but daily it's like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't realize that truth or I didn't see how that applied to me in this way. And so there's this ongoing interchange that happens and really it's like, I want everything to flow from that place. My mom, she's older and she has recently moved in with us. She's really not able to live alone. And so I, you know, I want so much to do that well and to take care of my mom in a way that is honoring to her and to God. But I can only do that as I pray through that in my time with the Lord. I want, I want to be a really good wife and a really good mom. And I really wanted to be a, you know, I want all of the work I do to be honoring of God and to, and I want all of my exchanges with people, even baristas at coffee shops, whatever it is, I want every one of them to be life-giving, but it can only happen as I am living and processing and praying and allowing the Holy Spirit to change me and enliven me and, 
you know, I, everything should flow from the place I meet with God. And that's very different than living in your own strength, which is basically, I think, what motivates performance. Yeah. Living in our own strength, we feel like we have to live up, we have to perform. And really, you know, our lives belong to him and he wants to empower us to, to be his example, his love, his peace, his joy, his, his goodness in the world. And so that can only happen as we pray and as we allow everything to flow from that. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, makes a lot of sense. And it, it makes me wonder you know, when you were thinking about writing, engaging with God, when you were writing that book, like what was the burden that was on your heart for, for that book and, and what you were hoping to instill in others who read it? I so want people to experience the life that God has for them. And we only experience that life as we engage with him and allow him to engage with us. Do you know, so many people come to faith and they then they continue just living in their own strength. They continue living in their own wisdom. They continue living like the world around us. And what he has for us is so much greater, but we only, we only get to experience that as we really engage with him, as we turn to him and as we listen and as we respond and as we learn what it means to ask and as we wait on him and then anticipate his, his involvement in our life, there's so much he has. And I just so want individuals to experience what God has for them and not to live in their own strength. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit more about not only this book, but where can people find some of your other books and devotionals as well? A lot of them are available on Amazon, so they could go go to Amazon. My husband and I just recently stepped away from working in organizations to being more full-time authors and speakers and mentors. And so we're developing a new website. It's not it's not up and running yet, but we are working on that and we're going to be developing new social media sites. So if they just keep watching my name, Carrie Clarence, they can actually go to Facebook as well, but there's going to be new social media and websites up soon. So awesome. we're excited about that. That's really exciting. Well, I would love to just, if you would leave us with a, just a final thought or just anything that's on your heart right now that you want to leave the women with. You know, Nellie, I think that the world that we live in is crazy and I think it's going to get crazier. And my heart for the women listening today is that they would prioritize engaging with God, that they would prioritize spending time with him. It is an investment that pays dividends that they can never get any other way. And I just pray that they will make it a priority, be tenacious about spending time in his word and spending time with him. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Carrie. I have enjoyed this. And what I love about you is you bring with you a spirit of peace wherever you go. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I hear that in your voice and in our conversation. And so I know that this is not just something you write about, it's something you live. And I just so appreciate that about you. Well, thank you, Natalie. It's been a joy. And I am so thrilled with your commitment to helping women experience and engage in God's word in a really practical way. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening to the Thrive Today podcast. Look, if you haven't joined community yet, what are you waiting for? We would love to connect with you. Head over to thrivetoday.com and learn more. And ladies, as you live your life, don't forget to establish a legacy of leadership, community, and strength. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you.